You're listening to Triple Radio on the Fat Gatsby Network. All right, so the show is happening, and this is this is our first audio test. I, I'm being recorded. I didn't say that Am I was I? ready, technically. But. Yeah. Mm. You're both being are, are recorded, Are you ready? Too. I'm looking ahead, at your waveforms. Awesome. I'm seeing you guys being recorded. It's great. Perfect. All my waveforms? Well, I guess you're getting the AC. Yeah, that's yeah. the song. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome to Triple Radio for um, February 2024. Um, yeah, I like. Oh wait, no, that's OBS. I'm trying to see um, if you're watching us live, uh, or if I ever decide to post these videos on a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm Crunch. darker this month. <laughs> it's darker in my room because I finally put up Crunch. this new webcam that I bought back in December. Um, and yeah, I guess it just doesn't. You can have lights. Yeah. You could put lights in there. I have lights, Tim. I look, I I like you people so much. I have I have studio lights. You people. On me. Yeah, no, I I I have I have a kit in the basement I could bring up here. I just you know. But no, that's that's dramatic lighting. Yeah, it was harsh. That but (laughs) that casts quite a glow. (laughs) I generally prefer to diffuse it off of the wall. Mm, yes, yeah. that would be. <laughs> but uh, and you've got glasses too, so that's yeah, you've got many glasses. obstacles. <laughs> yeah, let's get you a yeah, not, Nothing down here looks good. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Tim. That's Dave. That's Weiss. Cheers. Hello. Mm. Cheers. This is a and sangria yeah. that I made last night, and sangria yeah. is oh, never yeah. good the next day because it's been soaking in like bitter, like citrus rinds. Oh. So it's, gotcha. it's a that little bitter sense. and gross, but I felt like I had to finish it up because yeah, yeah. Why I just added it? yeah, I added more rum and triple sec to sweeten it up, and it's, <laughs> now it's kind of drinkable. So, I mean, sangria is like super sweet, anyways. So why not add more yeah. sweet, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I brought cheap wine. That's what I've got. That that's why I had to make sangrias because we wound up with cheap wine, like half mm-hmm. a bottle. That 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 was you know foisted upon us. And so we, we, we had cheap, you end up with cheap wine. You got to do something. I transformed it. Ah. Yeah. I added beer. Yeah. Wine, 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 wine and beer, like a local mm. Genesee, like one of their artisanal, like orange, <laughs> it, it was an orange citrus Kolsch that we don't <laughs> like normally. Yes. <laughs> mix, mix, I mixed together a whole bunch of stuff I didn't like and somehow transformed it into something good. It was good last night. It sounds night. like a sitcom. This is a sitcom drink. This is what Laverne and Shirley did. Yeah. Yeah. Just odds and ends. Yeah. Just whatever's in the, whatever you got lying around, dump it all into a pitcher and and you got a tasty delight. But you made jungle juice is what you did. That's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready to party everybody because it's going to be, it's going to be a ride. Dave's flying. Sure. Um, Yeah. How you guys doing? What's your... Yeah, I was gonna say, what's the month been? Because like we did talk Magfest last time, right? We did. So yeah, that's already been discovered. okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. 
I uh, I didn't talk about it last month, uh, and I'm not going to talk about it this month because it didn't end up happening. I was supposed to be like I think the week after we recorded, I was supposed to be going to Chicago oh. to meet up with a friend hmm. of ours and uh, see a witness a near concert. <laughs> oh yeah 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 yeah. So she but she got COVID, so that didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> yep. I saw some of that concert on Instagram from other people. Oh. Yeah. God, I would have been there, but <laughs> so instead of doing something super cool, I didn't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I did drive up to Toronto uh, during the Super Bowl. Oh, um, oh. to see. Uh, well, my uh, my my wife, my wife had uh, your wife purchased tickets to see Mitski. I don't know how many people are that oh, familiar yeah. with Mitski, the uh, the Academy Award nominated Mitski. Uh, <laughs> But people what, listen to popular music bands, I swear. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But like, well, I, was, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. asking me who we were going to see, they're like, "Who the fuck is that?" Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she she had purchased tickets uh, at my behest because that's like her favorite uh, ah, musician gotcha, on the gotcha. planet. So yeah, it was just funny that it was just like, oh, everyone's watching the Super Bowl, and we're driving up to Toronto and getting Nando's on the way and watching oh. a Mitski concert, which was uh, a way better expenditure of that evening. Yeah, uh, in my Where'd opinion. Where'd you leave the boy? Side of the road, he, he was still there when we came back. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Oh, All good, right. Good, good. No. Survival no, he skills. Just, he, he just went over to grandma's house. It ended up just being a lot of inconvenient driving that Yeah, day, I mean, but... that's a lot of driving for a Sunday night, like before a school day the next day. Well, we t- we, t- we took him, uh, well, we didn't get him. Well, I got him Monday morning, so he missed a couple hours of school, okay. whatever. Yeah, what are you going to, you going to judge me taking your kids to Disney during school, Dave? No, you're not. No, I'm just saying <laughs> it's a logistical <laughs> challenge. I, I, you it know, is, it's like, a lot of driving. Yeah. It's just a lot of driving, and, yeah. and that's. Yeah, it 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 sucked. It is what it is, um, but uh, oh, cool. yeah, 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 that was cool. cool. That was that that was that was the cool th- that cool thing did happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. I forget what game or movie I was watching or playing instead of the Super Bowl, and then stopping to see movie trailers. And that's about it. <laughs> there wasn't even that much, anyways. Basically, Deadpool and nothing else. Yeah, like. Deadpool. There was other ones. Well, yeah. Can't tell you what, what that they I were. Uh, nope. Uh, nope. Ah, oh, the Wicked one. There was Wicked. Oh, yeah. Wicked was very popular. Yeah. Not for me, but people will enjoy. Yeah, Yeah, I've seen a lot of discourse about this. So I I have Mm -hmm. not, I've only seen little bits and clips of that Wicked trailer, but all I've seen people talking about it is, Mm -hmm. is like, Jesus Christ, I'm sick of movies looking this goddamn cheap. Mm. See, you're in different circles because I was surprised Mm. how many people were surprisingly impressed with it. Oh, really? Because I was like, it, it, you know, it, it looked like a slightly better every CG thing since Alice in Wonderland to me. Yeah. But uh, people whose opinions uh, I respect on these things, as well as I, I think this is more uh, like a younger crowd, and uh, I think people that are really into the musical mm. are excited about it. So, yeah, it's going to yeah. make a lot of money, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, the, mm-hmm. uh, as far as I am not the biggest fan of Wicked, uh, you know, as, as far as my mm-hmm. knowledge of it penetrates, it's, you know, it was sort of the starring vehicle for Adina Menzel to then become mm. um, Elsa in Frozen and 
get catapulted mm-hmm. to superstardom. Um, and so uh, I, I don't know how... Uh, uh, I don't know how racially conscious it has been cast on Broadway it and professional looked... production since then, but oh, okay. cool to see a black alphabet in the lead. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, that'll, that's sure to get all the trolls coming out. Um, compl- and, and I guess I'm, I'm surprised that I have not seen yeah. anyone complain about a black alphabet, uh, <laughs> having your skin painted True. completely green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say, yeah, haven't seen anything on that end. Like, man, Maybe the wokes are ruining musical theater now. <laughs> What'll they come for next? Musical theater is <laughs> musical theater has always been completely straight and white and <laughs> no social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> no social commentary in musical theater. Um yeah, uh what other what else I so I yeah, I didn't really see any movie trailers or anything because my there kids really watched wasn't... the game. Yeah, I mean that Wicked was the big one. Uh I mean, Deadpool was mm. the only one that I was, it's, I don't, I don't like guilty pleasures as like a title. You like something or you don't, but mm. Deadpool, I get, I have some guilt about liking Deadpool as a franchise, <laughs> but I enjoy Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's, and it's fun watching it kind of evolve. Like I went back and I rewatched the first Deadpool mm. after that trailer, because I don't think I've watched it since the theater. Uh, and it's because it was only seven to eight years ago. And Ryan, yeah. if you remember, <laughs> like Ryan Reynolds had to fight to get that movie made yeah. because Ryan Reynolds career was in the gutter and no one uh, like there was comic book movies, but there wasn't like alternate comic book movies mm-hmm. at that point. And it was weird to be like, wow, you know, like that's that's part of why that movie was endearing is because they put a lot of themselves into it and like it's still for as like the hit to miss ratio of the jokes is pretty shitty but mm-hmm. uh it's still weirdly endearing in its way like it's still it still works like you just have to yeah. kind of put up with like i i think of it like uh like what was that ultimate alliance where like deadpool's like words are literal weapons. Like I don't even think of it as like jokes. I'm just sort of like, no, he's just using that as a weapon to keep talking. I, I also haven't seen it since it released, but I feel like what helped make it work is it's, it's got a pretty relentless pace, doesn't it? Like even the jokes that don't land, it kind of doesn't matter because there's going to be 12 more jokes in the next three minutes. So. Right. And that exactly where it's just sort of like, they're not even, I mean, they are, jokes is just their quips is it's just words it's just walls of words sort of thing yeah i remember liking the second movie more anyways i, but. I think i will this time like at the time i kind of had them about the same but mm. yeah i'm I'm pretty sure i will at this point too yeah I, I had a really funny like i don't know thought that rolled through my head for about like four or five hours that was just like oh man my kid likes deadpool maybe i can have him watch the deadpool movies and then i was just like nope Nope. No, no, nope. <laughs> maybe no, not, not yet. Not yet. Nah. No, no. <laughs> nah. I was just like, I don't really. Re- let me let me read through those movies just real quick. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, we're not doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Super Bowl for trailers isn't what it used to be. The, I mean, like it's TV and, uh, you know, you don't need to put your trailer on during the Super Bowl to you get know, eyes on it. Yeah eyes on it like i'm i don't even know if there was a newer 
Dune trailer. I don't think so. I think the newer Dune trailer came out before the Super Bowl, and that's the biggest thing anyways right now. And yeah, so it doesn't matter. Like, I I am not looking up commercials anymore. <laughs> I don't, do not care whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's like uh, people were saying um, that it's just like every commercial is just like, oh, they just got a celebrity to like yeah. some some big celebrity out of nowhere to be a part of their commercial mm-hmm. campaign. And that is like as far as the marketing is thinking, like, OK, who can we get? We'll just get Arnold Schwarzenegger. We'll throw him in there. We'll go get yep. this person. We'll throw them there or we'll get this menagerie of people and put them in a room and make yeah. some jokes and, and try to and hope something sticks. So our product go viral. <laughs> and yeah, because I was thinking like I didn't watch it. <clears throat> I'm I'm sure it was a Super Bowl commercial, but like whatever random ad like Martin Scorsese showed up in for like a second. And I'm going, <laughs> that's stupid. And I'm and then I'm just sort of like, oh, they literally called Scorsese and said, you show up for one hour. You show up for an hour and you make, you know, whatever, $25,000. Who's going to say no to that? He directed one of the commercials this year, didn't he? Oh, maybe that. I I assume it was that the one that he appeared in. Maybe. Not that it had any hallmarks of his direct, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a commercial. I I guess that that takes the point out of that one. But in the general, like, grabbing a celebrity-ness, it's just like, it's literally just throwing a wad of money at a person because you instantly know who they are and that's it this is going to sound like an old man complain about boy things used to be better back then um there is (laughs) there's an ikea commercial from 20 years ago an ikea super bowl commercial that i Mm -hmm. used in a um in a cinematic storytelling workshop for high schoolers couple of months ago um it's a commercial where it's it's a story of a lamp the lamp gets thrown out of the apartment the the the, the, they replace a lamp with a new lamp and the lamp is sad because the lamp gets brought out to the curb and all through music and camera angles you show like the lamp misses its home and Mm -hmm. and the capstone of the commercial is a swedish man coming out and saying you feeling you feeling sorry for this lamp that's because you're crazy Lamps don't have feelings, like just mm-hmm. undercutting everything. And so I'm using that as an example of subversive storytelling for them, uh, like subversive because right. it's all visual, you know, until it gets mm-hmm. undercut at the end. Um, and and what you know that is a good enough like thirty seconds complete story from uh, from from start mm-hmm. to finish that I can use that to teach storytelling in a class. Whereas the commercials now, because they are all celebrity based it require it's it's just a cultural reference there's no story well, it's that well, hey, you know say. christopher yeah. walken right here's a bunch mm-hmm. of people doing christopher walken impressions there's no narrative there's no beginning yeah. middle and end it's just let's riff on this common cultural knowledge for a minute and a half and that's kind of i mean that's a 20 year difference too because the audience kind of pushes that too right because no one's going to watch a 30 second story anymore. No one's going to pay attention to that. St- I'm sorry. I won't. You know what I mean? You're not like, wrong, but it's just I'm, such a sad thing to say. It is. I know. But like, because it's an ad, like you, you could argue about attention spans for like shows, but like, you know, you used to kind of like give some attention to ads and now it is just like, 
I'm not, it is if you get something for like five seconds. And yeah. also, yeah, it's true. You're it's, right. You know, I don't know. I'm fascinated by like what becomes earnest and what becomes ironic. And every ad right now is just like seething with satire. Yeah. At this point, it's just sort of like you idiots want an ad where we're not an ad. We're above being, an, you know, like it's it's almost that 90s punchy kind of like feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kids these days have not seen a real commercial. They've only seen commercials parodying commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, yeah, <laughs> the goddamn snake eating itself. I mean, part of that is, uh, I don't know, the boy who cried capitalism. <laughs> the, uh, like, like uh, why, you know, kids are so sick of being, are, are so immune to being sold things to. Like, they mm -hmm. will immediately reject it. Like, we kind of, like, went along with uh, Fred Flintstone dressing as Santa Claus, uh, selling us Fruity Pebbles. And like believed it was wholesome for like half a second, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I I don't think this generation, I think they see right through it. <laughs> like, I don't know how you come back. I don't know how you sell things. Also, yeah. I hate marketing, so I am. <laughs> how, do you, how do people for. buy things? Oh, that was something yeah. I forgot to talk about last month. Um, mm -hmm. Lauren got me uh, Reggie Fisame's book for Ooh. Christmas. Awesome. The, uh, disrupting the game yeah um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah speaking of you know marketing being something that makes no sense that i hate reading about uh, <laughs> it's, it's like part of it because yeah. like you know he's talking about his time working at like procter and gamble and being yeah. like a brand manager for crisco yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you know going what else you know oh i was you know trying to sell this working with uh like guinness and then you know of course the famous like mm. pizza hut Bigfoot yeah, yeah, pizza yeah. thing and like why that worked and then very suddenly <laughs> didn't work. Um, you know, a few chapters of the book are, are just that. And just saying, I remember just like, man, I can't stand yep. that stuff. Um, but yeah, no, the, once you get into him working in Nintendo, like that's, you know, more interesting. Like that's why mm -hmm. I wanted the book, you know, to read about um, totally his interactions working at Nintendo. And, uh, you know, it's of course from his, you know, perspective, but, um, you know, I'm sure he's not out there making claim of things that, uh, you know, were not his responsibility, but, you know, he came on right before, like he saw the DS like in prototype form. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, it was in, mm -hmm. that was, I think like when he first said he met, uh, Miyamoto was like, he was getting shown that and Miyamoto came in the room, but, you know, mm -hmm. he was there through like the Wii launch and the 3DS oh, yeah. launch and um the the switch launch uh but yeah you know it was it was like his idea to to pack in Wii sports and that was like mm. a massive fight yeah. with uh miyamoto yeah. and like japan and it was well it wasn't it was his idea that they were launching the 3ds at, at too high a price um yeah. but they didn't want to lose money on it and he's just like okay man just yep go on. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then, you know, what happened happened and then they had to, to course correct. But yeah, no, that, that it, it, it was good. It was a good book. I read it pretty, pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Uh, just, you know, good, interesting stories about the, and, and about like where Nintendo was. Cause they were kind of floundering in the early two thousands. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, GameCube was, I mean, their handheld stuff was great, obviously. Um, they yeah. probably didn't, they did not need Reggie in order to make the DS work. 
uh, I feel like that probably would have worked fine on its own. Um, mm-hmm. Watch this transition. Did you see his? Uh, did you see his response to Mother Three yeah. being a? Yeah, <laughs> no, of I so. did not. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like you don't don't ask me anymore. Can't do yep. anything. So <laughs> glad this is not my responsibility anymore. Um, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> when I I went to see him speak uh, at. Um, at Cornell University, uh, right before the pandemic started, he touched on a few of those things um, during his presentation. But yeah, what struck me is that he's a businessman. He's he's a corporate yeah. executive. His specialization, mm-hmm. you know, he, he 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 understands marketing, and that was a lot of the talk. He knows he's very conscious of the fact that he would not be a household name in terms of business if it wasn't for Nintendo. You know, no mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. cares and no one's bringing him to Cornell to speak about his time at Procter and Campbell. Uh and mm, and right. he knows that. You know, he knows that that tenure was very special. Um but it's also I mean that was also most of his career. Yeah. Like he kind of Procter and Campbell was like right after he got out of college, you know, at Cornell. Okay. Like, you know, yeah. went straight into being like a, you know, working his way through business at business <laughs> place. Uh, and then, you know, he made a boo-boo with the Crisco brand and then had to start bouncing around to like other things. Um, but yeah, he was at Nintendo for like 15 plus years, like 18 years like that. That's most of his career. And he was, you know, a very forward facing part of that because he was giving Mm -hmm. all the presentations and whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was that makes sense. Nintendo, you know, having... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> having a Westerner, you know, being being a public face of the company for Nintendo of America uh, instead mm-hmm. of their lawyer. Uh, and um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, uh, and uh, yeah. And, and so it was interesting to hear him talk about that, that fight about having Wii Sports being the pack in, in terms of being a business strategy and the way he talked mm-hmm. about, you know, using all these sort of marketing terms, you know, talking about it really, yeah. it, it, it was, it was almost uncanny because you forget that Nintendo is a business and especially for someone to come as an outsider to an established successful Japanese based business and like try to, you know, it, it reminds me of mm-hmm. the stories that Tom Kalinske talks about running Sega of America and the fights that he had with Sega of Japan in the early nineties, trying to get Sega, um, trying to get that foothold in the United States. Um, yeah, that's very cool though. Um, yeah. 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 Well, it's just, it's just a whole different thing. It's just like, you know, the, him trying to convince them that like, no, you have to approach like marketing and everything different in the United States, different than Japan. And that's the biggest market we have. So we have to stop. You have, you have to evolve. <laughs> you have to stop clinging to the, you know, the traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And stuff like that. So yeah, that was a good book. Yeah, nice Read that book. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> read yeah, a yeah. book. <laughs> read a book. <laughs> yeah. I re- you know what? I read a book. I'm going to give this book a plug. Long as we're talking about it, friend oh, of the God. show, here, here Aaron Randolph. I have uh, not read his book yet. It, so I it it takes me a long time to read any book because I can barely get through three pages without someone asking me for something. Uh, but Aaron Randolph, so it took me a long time to get through Randolph's admittedly pre- fairly slim volume. Um, yeah. but, but, uh, it, it, it was a wonderful piece of, of contemporary science fiction. Like, um, I don't know what the, sweetie, what's the, what's the genre for science fiction that 
could conceivably take place today. Not like it's not futuristic sci-fi. Near it's future. not fantastical sci-fi. But yeah, it's like near future sci-fi. It's a kind of sci-fi that contempt. Yeah, I don't know. My librarian wife just happens to be in the room, so I'm just hard sci-fi says says Zerum. Hard sci-fi. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, um, yeah. Just wonderful uh, with just great emotional hooks to it. Um, a riff on the. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce this. Dangan rompers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, a riff on that shit. style of storytelling. Um, yeah, I'm glad to understand. Fan. He's he's a big them. fan of yeah to die, yeah he's a big fan of of Dangan Rampa that series and yeah, yeah the, this. Uh, the book harkens to that. That is yeah. a big influence on him. I haven't said the title. The title is called Thane. Thane. T-H-A-N-E. Thane by friend of the show, Aaron Randolph. Stellar read. Breezy yeah, read. My aspect lover. I'm gonna, gonna pick it up. Uh, Highly encouraged. Yeah. Maybe maybe once nice. I dig through some of the... I have a bunch of comics I gotta get through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like... I mean, when, I, when it came oh, out, I was, I was in the thick of... Uh, the the Michael Harriet's black of black oh, yeah. as fuck history, um, and then I got the Reggie book. So, ah, yeah, I read uh, Rick Rubin's uh, the Creative Act. That's very, very cool. Good. Yeah, he uh, he just last year he wrote a very. Uh, uh, I'm glad it starts out with take from this book what you will and leave everything else because it is it does it is more spiritual than I view that stuff. Wow. However, uh, the good stuff is very very good. Like yeah. it's it it just kind of underlined a lot of stuff from like other creative things recently. So it's and it's a very breezy book. You will blow through it. Like the chapters are like really. Well, mostly short. It really is like what is top of his mind, what mm -hmm. feels like that day. But uh, yeah, it's really good. I like books like that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. I read, wanna... I don't know if I ever talked to you guys about it, but I did read Awada's book. Uh, the, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask it some. <laughs> yeah, I, I, read the, I read that when it came out, which yeah. was, you know, just a lot of mm -hmm. Awada's personal musings on. Uh, you know, we're going to not, not so much of a memoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's kind of my library cue. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one to pick up. To try. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You came for video games, but you walked into literature. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I saw, I did see the trailer for uh, Netflix's uh, The Three Body Problem, which I read mm -hmm. those books and those yeah. books. Oh, that's, I want to read the books. Yeah. Oh, those books are so good. They are so good. I've heard I that from everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that there's a series on Amazon, which I'm guessing must be a the Chinese uh, television adaptation of it. I didn't really dig it oh, sure. in passing. Mm -hmm. And now Netflix is doing the the more, uh, you know, the English centric uh, version. Uh, Weiss, did you watch any of the uh, Avatar series? No, we we watched one episode <laughs> and the first half of it. Uh, okay. The first half of it, I was filled with this is terrible. This, mm -hmm. So like they instead of um, so this is the Netflix live action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender, um, which yeah. is, you know, one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Yep. Um, and uh, it, which was adapted horrifically uh, by uh, M. Night Shyamalan, you know, no, didn't watch it. 
it was bad. Yeah, I know you yeah. fuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> refused. Sorry. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I certainly remember. Like me, so me and Lauren went to the. So me and Lauren went and saw that movie in the theater on the way to my parents' house for like our uh, our wedding uh, party reception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, our our you mm-hmm. know non. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our pool party. Yeah, bar, yeah. The pool party barbecue <laughs> that we had for our wedding. Um, yeah. But uh, and like, I remember Lauren leaning over to me in the theater being like, do you want to leave? And <laughs> and my answer was in my head was, yes, I do want to leave. But I was like, no, I'm going to stay because then the other guys are going to go see it. And we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Uh, and then I told you guys how bad it was and nobody went to see it. So <laughs> because <laughs> god damn it anyways but like they start out the show and i do want to watch more of it they start mm-hmm. out the show like a hundred years in the past like showing the fire nation attack the air nomads basically mm-hmm. and all of them getting like killed uh and ang getting uh frozen they, they show right. you all that and then they go forward to like where the story picks up uh in the cartoon mm-hmm. and then from there it felt a lot better because ah, okay. uh I mean, it helps that like Sokka is like spot on, like with his line delivery and uh, his writing in general. Um, So just like, you know, good humor from him. And it's just like, okay, this seems like it might be a reasonably decent adaptation of the uh, of the show. But it was that was like from the second half of the first episode. The first half was just like, what the hell are you doing? Um, See, For me, it's like I would watch that show if it was an original story either before or after and by like maybe the third or fourth season they dipped into the show yeah that was I had no interest other <laughs> that was my feeling while watching it just like yeah man this would be so much cooler if they were just doing something else in the universe than yep. the exact beat for beat story that was the show mm-hmm. just like man ah, if they just picked up like Maybe right. sometime before, you know, Cora's time or, you know. Well, here's the yeah, thing. Like, Dave, or you listen to What a Cartoon. Have you listened to the Avatar one yet? No, no, I haven't. Okay. I don't listen to that oh. show either, but yeah. Oh, okay. Probably I should. I do but, listen but, to uh, that show, but I haven't seen Avatar, so. Oh, oh, wow. You yeah. get to at some point. But, uh, yes. Yeah, so, you know, of the shows in production, this is the one on Netflix and Paramount has... The adult Avatar show coming, Zuko solo show coming, and the one I'm most interested in is the Avatar after Korra, like, Earthbender story. Yeah, that sounds cool. So, like, yeah. (laughs) So, like, that's the thing. It's, like, the animated side slash the Paramount Plus side is doing, like, all that stuff. So, I guess, like, they're kind of if they're going to do live action, it's going to be the one for one, which feels like just what TV is right. Or streaming is right now anyways. But yeah, I just, uh, Hey, but if they're doing a good job, you know, that's at, at least that's something while you're looking under your desk. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just trying to see what was going on. Richard. Yeah. No problem. Huh? I was you had eating a, a sound. What's up? Yeah. Oh, hello. What's up, Mr. Man? How's it going, my friend? <laughs> All right. All right. Off the bed, bud. Go read your book. <laughs> Three body problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a hard time getting through it. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, Lauren doesn't want to watch more of it, but I I, I wouldn't mind mm-hmm. watching a little bit more just to see. No, I'd be curious. I mean, I I want to try more of the Cowboy Bebop show. And every yeah. time I go to, I'm just like, I could watch something else, which is my problem with so much choice. Yeah, well, my but f- I want to give them more credit. My, my fucking problem know. is like, so I was, um, you know, another thing I did in the last month is I, I ended up. Uh, I, I sold a large amount of video games for our friend, Rich Durham. Um, thank you for including uh, me on that message thread. It's fascinating. Okay. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Keep keep me on there. Um, I love reading about these exploits. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, so, you know, long story short, you know, people, uh, long time listeners of the show that are familiar with X-Strike know Rich Durham is, uh, you know, was in all of our stuff. Um, in all the movies, (laughs) you know, he was Edward Lindsay, I guess, most prominently, uh, is his part. Um, but you know, he moved to New Zealand, uh, 10 years ago now. Um, and he was back, uh, visiting for the month of December. And while they were here, uh, you know, him and his wife who were originally from Rochester were like cleaning out their storage. Just like we've been paying for this storage locker for 10 years. We need to get rid of this shit. So we're not paying for it anymore. Uh, and part of that, you know, we, you know, we got together and Rich was like, Hey, do you, He's like, does anybody want some of these old video games I have? Just like posting pictures in this little group chat we had. And I was just kind of like, Rich, like some of this stuff's like worth a lot of money. Like, and, you know, just eventually um, was just like, hey, man, like I'll <clears throat> sell this stuff for you. Uh, and, you know, you know, I, I get to keep a cut and but send Ooh. most of the money uh you know, across international Zealand. boards to yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. So he brings this um, massive chest of video games yep. over to my house and cracks it open. And we all look inside and we're like, Rich, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I was there like for fucking, the beginning <laughs> for like fucking storage wars and being like, yeah, this is worth, you know, this is worth this. This is worth this. This is worth a lot. And not even yep. noticing that copy of Power Blade 2 that was in there. <laughs> Well, um, that's when I joined the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like I just like glancing over, I didn't realize it was, you know, worth as much as, as it was, um, you know, ultimately. Uh, but did he have anything in uh, packages? I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, he didn't, like no, he didn't have any, anything, no, any S stuff or nothing okay. like before, you know, like 2000 was complete in box in any capacity. Gotcha. I guess I should say. Um, but he did which have is... the, didn't he have a box for like an NES control set? Like did Oh yes, he had a complete inbox uh NES top loader. Yeah. Wow. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. And this he was just gonna go and like donate it or throw it away. <laughs> like oh. if I was a, a less scrupulous fellow, I could have just been like, yeah. yeah, Rich, I don't know, I'll give you like what, like a few hundred bucks for this stuff, I guess. Right. You know, just get it off your hands. And he probably would have been like, Okay, sure, here you go. Yeah. And just give it, you know. <laughs> but like So was that close to like five thousand, I'm guessing? Uh I'd say the final sale I don't know, after well, okay, uh, the, the final scarce. sale was like nine thousand dollars. <laughs> um that was right. before I undersold <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that was like before eBay fees and and yeah and whatnot. Yeah, it's, worst, but yeah. So it was ten grand yeah. worth of games <laughs> sitting yep. in a storage locker for ten years. Yep. Uh, this is what I mean. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, How does yeah, he feel about it? <laughs> I mean, I think he feels, I sent him a very large payment today. So, yeah. like, 
I think he's going to feel great about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it was, you know, it was a lot of work, you know, mm-hmm. of course, taking the pay, but I'm an eBay professional. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, well, at I, least I, were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I, I've, you know, this, this game collection here has dwindled mm-hmm. substantially over the years. And it's because of me going on eBay and just selling, you know, a bunch of ah. games, a bunch of games, a bunch of games, turning games into money, paying off that debt. Um, so yeah, you know, I've, I've done it before, uh, you know, so just taking the pictures, listening to stuff up there, then packing it all up, shipping it all out, which led me to like, okay, I have to sit and pack up like a hundred fucking things tonight. (laughs) I want to put something on the TV, but it's just like most of the stuff that I want to watch is like too weird or too violent for either of the other people that I live with. Yeah. Right. Um, and then it was like, you know, Richard was hanging out with me. I'm like, oh, buddy, do you want to watch some anime? Because we've been watching My Hero Academia. We've been watching Spy uh, X Family, which is hilarious. Oh, uh, and he's like, but he wasn't really in the mood to, like, watch something. And this is the situation I always find myself in when I'm trying to watch mm-hmm. something. It's like he's hanging around and either does or doesn't want to watch something with me. I'm only half paying attention to it. And then I just end up putting on fucking Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Um, uh, okay. Just the aggravations of me trying to watch, you know, the millions of things in my goddamn queue. Sure. <sighs> but no, I, so, I, as a, as the opposite end, every time I watch something weird, I think about what if there was someone else in here, like anybody <laughs> else in here, they would not be watching this. <laughs> yeah. It's like I need I need to be struck yeah. with illness for a week and and just sit and and watch stuff. But uh, did you watch any Delicious Dungeons yet? Uh, delicious in Dungeon? No. Yeah. Um, no. So it's a Netflix anime from Studio Trigger. That's uh, it's a dungeon crawler. Uh, that's all about food. It's an mm. anime about food. It's great. Mm. <laughs> I haven't watched that's all good. of it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, very I pretty. follow a couple actors that uh, were that did the English dub, and they, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, people are very enthusiastic about it. No, I have to check yeah. that out. I suppose that's all I got. It's not like I watch. <laughs> I do not watch much anime at this point. It's more like if it's recommended or if it's a studio, like one of like three studios, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's daunting, daunting to try to watch. Oh that's yeah, so well, and. Uh, I mean, to kind of pull it back to Avatar a little bit, that was kind of the start of long-form storytelling in, like, American cartoons mm-hmm. slash Americans mm-hmm. looking for that shit. So, like... Yeah, 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 good point. You know, I think about, like, when I dropped off a of Naruto, which would have been before Avatar started, <laughs> like, I think. Was that, I, think I mean, that was like, did, did you come back for Shippuden? No. I, yeah. No, I watched... I did see a little bit, but I didn't stay with it. Like, yeah, yeah. I know I watched like 160 of the original or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was, and then, yeah, I just saw Shippuden to see what it was. You know, I did not see Baruto or whatever. No, I watched that. No, <laughs> I, I, I ended up like many things with anime. I'll watch like the beginning of it. And then I'm just like, I'm just going to read the manga to get the story because mm-hmm. I don't have the time to watch. No hundreds of episodes of a show even though i know it's cool i know yeah. the shit is cool but like yep. i've got friends that one piece is their favorite show period of hey, any that's media great. that's great if you if you have been watching it for 20 years because that was yep. starting like 
when Naruto was starting, I think oh, even, really? even if not before then, it's got yeah, a thousand episodes. Thousand Dave. episodes. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, no, yeah, I, if you've been watching since the beginning, sure, great. I'm good yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> and also those kinds of shows are like if you have a job like I had that you can throw a show on in the mm. background, then you can blow through that stuff. Like that's what that's for. But yeah. otherwise, <laughs> daunting yeah. yeah daunting so yeah video games video oh. games <laughs> the reason we came here video games yeah. boop a doop oh shit boop a doop what have i played i've actually got well uh t- mostly because of that nintendo direct was most of my playing but, mm. uh yeah i played the demos for Pepper Grinder and uh, yep. Unicorn Overlord, because yep. they're there. I haven't finished mm. Unicorn Overlord's demo yet. No, I need but... to check that out. Uh, that's really the one I haven't like played it. yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I, well, because I was unsure. I mean, it's Vanillaware. I love yep. Vanillaware. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't I didn't play as much as I wanted to of, uh, I guess, Rim, uh, 13 Sentinels. Yep. Uh which I want to go back to, but this one, and this one has a combat system that's a little closer to your Gambit system from like Final Fantasy XII-ish, yeah. which I don't usually click with, but <clears throat> I think it works. And also, you know, because it's gorgeous, you don't mind setting things up and then watching it happen. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of helps quite a bit but yeah. uh i don't know like i i have a low threshold for a lot of jrpg writing at this point especially mm-hmm. because i don't dip in as much and uh it was working like i was i was totally into it i didn't uh change the voice acting too off like i often do <laughs> <laughs> no offense <laughs> but uh yeah uh i'm i'm hopeful for that one like when I'll actually get to play the full game, that will be years, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. But. <laughs> now, that's tough for me, just mostly because, like, I haven't played that demo yet. And it comes out, I think, the week after, well, in, like, two weeks, which is after Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII yeah. Rebirth comes out, which I didn't play that yeah. demo either, because I'm like, why? Uh, yeah. I'm ready to, to play that game. The reviews sound incredible, and I'm sure I'm going to be playing that for a couple months. So, yeah. unless Did I play you... Unicorn Overlord on Switch or something like that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which I had no, I, I don't know if people are comparing, but like, it will, it looked great on Switch. I had mm-hmm. I had no issues with whatsoever. Um, mm-hmm. Do you play Pepper Grinder at all? I feel like that would be a game that is your bag. I did try Pepper thing. Grinder. I wasn't sure how much I, I actually wasn't sure how much I liked it. Um, That's kind of where I, I mean, like, I, I think it's, it's a satisfying mechanic, certainly. Mm-hmm. I just, what, like, the actual, like, first stage I got through, and then the second stage, I was kind of like, getting a little finicky with like the actual drill controls in terms of like cornering and like trying to like, yep, I did the same yeah, thing, <laughs> avoid things with more precision. I was just like, I don't know about this one. Like something. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I, it's, it's weird because I don't think it's what it was going for, but I think it would be best when it's closest to Sonic when yeah. you're not. Yeah. You've got that forward momentum. It feels really cool. You're collecting gems and all that. Uh, but you're not really like punished. So, like, and when I was punished, even though it's you know, it's not a big punishment, it puts you right back there. But 
I don't know. The fun of that game is just like going and drilling and digging. It's the flow of it. Yeah. Yep. So if flow's getting disrupted. You're like, ah, you're getting knocked out of it. And then. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a neat little thing, though. Yeah. I would buy that on a sale for a show. Probably. I did play the, did you play the pocket card jockey? Oh, uh, I didn't know they had a demo. Yep. It's got a demo. Hmm, I got to check again. Cause it wasn't yeah. under the like games with demos thing so, on switch. It went up <laughs> later, like slightly later than the wow. other ones. So if you jumped right on and downloaded demos, yes, I did. Yep. Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. It was, it wasn't up there till like later in the day because I think because ah, it, probably okay. cause it came out that day or something like that. Um, yeah. Okay. Or maybe I'll it was the that. next day. So yeah, I didn't realize that had been on Apple Arcade because like most people, yes. I don't pay attention to what's on Apple Arcade. Oh. But yeah, I was trying it out and I'm just and it just seemed it seems like a refined version of Pocket Card Jockey from 3DS. Um yeah, I played that demo a lot. <laughs> I never yeah. played the full game. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah. So like yeah, I'm like, great. yeah, I'm probably glab glab you pocket card jockey, the the switch one at some point to check out. Same. Um, yeah, what else? Oh, I, I did play like a little bit of Blast Core because uh, that was there, that's, there now. <laughs> that's the one I'm saving. That's the yeah. well, I haven't played Snake Rattle and Roll. I played uh, my. Th- I love RC Pro Am, but also it's one of that genre is me dipping in for five ten minutes and then going like, okay, I played two stages. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it's funny you say that. What just very uh-huh. briefly, one of the games on my list of games I've played is rock and roll racing which i only oh, really yeah, played yeah. for the first time i just kind of decided to randomly oh it's because <laughs> it's because i read someone say on twitter mm. they said uh, so my my uh tween child has taken to every time they make a bad joke on purpose they will cap it off by vocalizing the first the opening notes of bad to the bone <laughs> so they'll make a bad pun and then go, you know, every time. And I thought that was hilarious. I told my kids yeah. they've started doing it. And then I thought you know what? <laughs> that, that made me want to play rock and roll racing. I had never played mm-hmm. rock and roll racing before. So I booted it up on my little uh, pow kitty emulation handhold handheld. And I like stayed up till one in the morning. Play like seriously. Nice. I just like, yeah, for like two hours, I was super into rock and roll racing. No, that's, I, I never owned it, but I emulated it a lot. And it was one that I, I kind of had the same where I'm just sort of like, nah, I'll try. I, I did not expect to like it whatsoever. I'm like, this is a dumb idea. Why would I not just play F-Zero? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not a lot of other isometric, like there there's a small handful of isometric racing games that I really do love because like the way you can kind of drift around a corner and get your momentum mm-hmm. just work. RC Pro-Am is one of them. Yep. Super Off-Road for me is better mm-hmm. than Super Sprint, which is just kind of loosey-goosey and yeah. crazy. Yeah, um, I agree. And now Rock and Roll Racing 100% mm-hmm. joins that uh that shit because yeah. you know I, I I keep wanting to try you know fun little isometric racers like that and but they just don't they never quite live up to RC Pro Am. Yep. Like that Micro yeah. Machines game for N64 they got like really good reviews that we thought was yeah. trash. <laughs> well there's there's a Micro Machines the Game Boy I think it's Game Boy Color it's one one of the Game Boy iterations is supposed to be really good because it was always on my list and mm. I never got to the price kept going up and down. Mm-hmm. Still I mean, people love the original, like Sega Genesis Micro Machines games. Yeah, the old Codemasters. No, I remember that was people, fun too. People love those. And again, they're I fine. Mean, but 
They're not. Yeah. Uh, I tried. I had never really. Well, I had played a little Battle Maniacs back in the day, uh, and I was. I went. You know what? Let's let's see how this is. And it's Battle Maniacs. Yeah. It's okay. It's I, not I Battle. I played Dose. that for some reason in the last like six months. I might oh, have really? just been like mucking around with my Steam Deck emulation. Um, mm-hmm. or maybe it was on my analog pocket, and I was just like, ah, oof. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, like I was. I was so happy with that rare presentation and like, Oh, it is nostalgia. I get yeah. that. Like it's, I was, just, I was, it's just nice getting a big fat wad of games on those services. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Finally, that was the thing is like, I'm playing it on multiple different, you know, I mean, it's one company, but it's spread throughout three different emulators. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I, I know what killer instinct is. But also, I was a big Killer Instinct kid, so I booted it up immediately. And it's still like, without looking up the combos, it's it's you can't even play that game. Like if <laughs> like if if I don't have the Nintendo Power, or the EGM in front of me with like TJ combos, like giant list of things. Yeah, I, I, I have the same game, experience. But yeah, but still, and I'm very happy it's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like a mini yeah, replay other... for oh, Switch owners. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. As I'm just like, oh, of course, Xbox has had this for a bit, but yeah. finally. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the the only thing I've been putting a decent amount of time in. So I was like, Persona Three Reloaded was getting mm-hmm. a lot of attention. And I'm just going like, oh man, I'd like to play that. And then I went like, well, I you know maybe I can dig out my. Uh, PS2 or PS3 and play some uh, Devil Summoner with some Raidu just because I really like that series and haven't played mm-hmm. that in a while. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he's in Nocturne. I never unlocked him in Nocturne on Switch. So I've been oh, yeah. Going back to Nocturne. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like, I, like when I bought that game, I I went, I beat the Matador, and that was it. And I put it down. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> I beat the game, I I'm the done. <laughs> yeah, I did the hardest part of the game. I'm done. Uh, so I hadn't played it in, I'm guessing, a year and a half, two years. But yeah. uh, it's such a comfy game, like, as RPGs go. Like, it's so easy to just pick up and keep playing. Um, I'm, uh, I, I don't think that there's any other real changes besides, like, some slight graphical things. But in Demon Fusion, I can choose the traits that are inherited. Uh, it's the, yeah, so that's such a huge. Wasn't like that the first time around. No, it was not. I mean, like oh. I like. Uh, there, there is something to the risk reward of it, but also, my God, I'm so glad that they let me do that. Yeah. It's well, just... I mean, you know, when I was playing Nocturne, I was just basically save scumming it and just like, yes, yeah, I was just like, oh, did I get what I wanted? Nope. Okay, I'm gonna go back and reload. Did I get what I wanted? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just for exactly. hours. Yep. Yeah, so that that has definitely like kept that game at a nice pace. So yeah, I'm just uh a couple couple games that have been sitting there for a while that are really nice to just uh scratch that itch of just sort of like uh I, I it's nice too because like the story is so contained. Like it is an interesting story, but it's only in like little nuggets here and there. Like I don't have to sit through long scenes. No, I just go to 
a dungeon for like a long time and then they give me like a little bit after a boss mm -hmm. like, yep perfect nice and cozy mm -hmm. yeah 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 word um all right well i got a list <laughs> yeah i'm sure I got a list of stuff here. Uh, I finished the Prince of Persia, the Lost mm. Crown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I wouldn't consider it in the tippy top upper echelon of Metroidvanias. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. Part of that's on me. And just like it took me a very long time to play it. It felt like mm. uh, just to give it time. Like I bought it before Magfest and then like. Just kept not having time to really play it sure. um ah uh, yeah so i was just kind of internally getting bored of it uh for no reason other than i'd been sitting around for too long uh mm -hmm. but also it's just like i wish they had just made like the save points fast travel points instead of having the fast travel points be separate things because that just made getting around kind of a little bit too much of a pain in the rear mm. um okay. in some cases uh when you know already there isn't room enough for a mini map on the screen so i had to keep checking the map to make sure i'm going in the right direction yeah uh mm. just didn't end up really digging in and doing like a lot of the side stuff that i saw a lot of people were getting into I with see. that game yeah. um but it was good um you know like i said before it runs great on switch uh, i'm not going to complain mm -hmm. about getting a good prince of persia game after yeah. like 10 years of not getting a prince of persia game heck yeah ever so uh it did have me definitely hankering for you know a 3d one or that sands of time remake that seems to be in like development hell mm. uh but just you there know there never was one no yeah, well they, crazy. yeah the, the supposedly they there was one that was coming and it was supposed to come out like early next year and then it just disappeared from release <laughs> calendars and who knows what's happening i mean like that game is out on you know uh like steam and stuff like it's playable the original um but yeah supposedly some better treatment was coming for it that is is yet to come to pass yeah uh, but yeah, it'd be nice if this is a jumping off point for more prince of persia games yeah i'd be Absolutely. down with that yeah um i finished lies of p mm. lies of p uh, that game that game was great that game ruled that's exactly <laughs> what i wanted it to be because it was a yeah, I don't know. It looked I, when I first saw that game, I'm like that game looks like it's Pinocchio Bloodborne or like Steampunk Bloodborne, I guess. <laughs> um, and it was. <laughs> it's <was> just Bloodborne. <laughs> that's what it was. It's just that's that's the thing they made. I mean, there was some cool stuff going on with it. Like there is, you know, it it is a Pinocchio story. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are you know moments where you can tell the truth or you can lie to people about things, which has an effect on how human you're becoming um okay. yeah and the, there's like a it's in in kind of like the hub area there's a portrait of pinocchio on the wall which has a nose that grows out with the more lies that you're telling just as kind of an indicator but you know in terms of mechanics um like i mentioned like they had some good stuff going on with kind of like the back and forth and the battle system all the weapon well not all the weapons i should say like all of the normal weapons you can detach the uh, okay so just so you guys know one of the big things um in like all of the soulsborne games is it's less for people i mean the way i look at it and i think most people look at it it's not the stats of a weapon are not as important as the move set of it okay um okay so it's like yeah you can look at stat tables you could be like okay yeah this sword does has the highest damage number but if you don't like the way that it swings or that 
you know, the, the moveset that it has doesn't jive with your style. Like, you know, you're not going to have, you're not going to like that weapon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, there's weapons that people love, uh, that have great stats and, and recommend, and I'll play with the round with the weapon. I'll be like, ah, you know, I just don't, it's just not me. Uh, it's, yeah. it's not the way I like to play the game. Um, so move sets for weapons are very, very important in these games. Uh, and in lies of P, uh, all of the basic weapons, you can detach the, um, the hilt of it from like the, the blade. <laughs> when mm. I say blade, it could be, you know, a hammer or yeah. whatever. You can, yeah. you can take the weapon apart and the move set goes with the hilt of it. And then like, oh, okay. The damage goes with the, um, the, uh, the, you know, the blade, the blade part. So you can, yeah. So you can mix and match these weapons and like, you'll be like, well, I really like you know, this weapon, but I don't like the way that it handles. Well, I'm going to just take it off and put it on this other weapon. And cause yeah. I like the way it handles. And that is such a fucking cool thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Cause it's just like, I took, I had this big, uh, butcher knife, um, that I was using basically. And I took the blade off and I put it on a like long pole for like a pole arm. Mm-hmm. So I was, I had this huge range on my attacks. I mean, you know, it was kind of slow, but it was like huge range and just like, this is so awesome. Um, <laughs> and, uh, cause that's how, that's what I felt like playing it was a big beefy strength character, yeah. uh, hitting things really hard. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a lot, a lot of the way I go in those games. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just going to try to hit something really hard, like three or four times to kill it rather than a bunch of times, uh, and getting out of the way. Now just, just hit him as few times as possible. Yeah. High risk, high reward. Uh, so that's awesome. And that's a really cool system. And they, they have a sequel tease for a different, uh, <laughs> like, so yeah, the, um, go ahead. Tell us this game. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, yeah, like the end of the the post credits, yeah. like there's some some guy, uh, one of the characters, some guy, he's a character that's in the game and he's like on a mm-hmm. train that appears to be leaving uh, the city of Krat, where it takes place. And he's like, you're getting the one sided phone conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, oh sure. yeah, you know, yeah. Da, 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 you know, seems to know more about the situation than he was letting on when you encountered him in the game. But he's like, when I go back to that city, I'm going to get that girl. Dorothy and then it cuts to a girl in red slippers walking on top of a wall and then clicking her heels and then it cuts to black so seemingly the next game yep. is going to be yeah. Wizard of Oz based which oh, is incredible great. I am so there for Dorothy Bloodborne you know what I almost said was Wizard of Osborne so here we go <laughs> Wizard of Osborne oh yeah. no oh no <laughs> that's a missed opportunity if they don't call it that yeah honestly that's that's on them that's a i mean boy timing that out if that comes out uh this close to wicked <laughs> we'll get back to that <laughs> uh, i mean lies of p just came out i'm sure i'm sure whatever this game is is still like two or three years away okay <clears throat> i thought lies of p was okay yeah i, mean, I thought just that was a little out, older yeah. Gotcha. yeah no it's only been out like six months actually I think about ah. it. It was on Game Pass, though. Yeah, it was cool. That's contemporary for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So those were like the big things that I knocked out, which meant it was time to find other things to play. Uh. All right. Here's a game that nobody even knows came out called. Okay. You guys remember Valfaris? Yeah. No. Yeah. You remember yeah, Valfaris? Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember so, the name. Was that uh, just 2D act razory, like super hard? Volfaris no. was, that was, no. Volfaris is Vulcan. a Contra type game. Uh, oh, okay. It was made by the people that made Slain Back from Hell, which was like a scrolling. That was a little more act razory, I guess. Um, I guess. And that you were a dude with a sword. The, they, the thing about these games is they have like a, an 80s heavy metal aesthetic to them. Um, great sort of yeah. very yeah. like like Euro pixel art kind of style. Yeah, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The art is just unbelievable in these games. It'll just like look so cool, mm-hmm. and they have like these driving heavy metal soundtracks to go with them. Yeah, but yeah, the first game was like this, you know, platformer sword, you know, platformer deal. Um, mm-hmm. and then the next game went well. It was like fantasy, I guess I should say, like yeah. this fantasy yeah. sword, you know, swords and sorcery type thing. Then they went with a sci-fi uh, Contra based, um, and th- okay. the stories tie into each other. Um, I don't remember whether it's like the sword you get in Slain goes to space afterwards or the sword you have in Slain came from space. Either way, the second one was a, was a Contra game. This one is a scrolling shooter, uh, still in the Valfaris universe, of mm-hmm. course. Um, mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And it came out, it came out last November. I didn't even know that it came out until I saw like Patrick Klepek mention it in a tweet. Otherwise I have no idea that it came out because it's impossible Mm -hmm. to know when games come out. Sometimes I didn't even know they were making it. Um, but man, it rules. (laughs) I was vaguely aware of it, but I didn't know that it was a, uh, a completely separate game from the original Valfara. Like my initial, and when I saw the name Valfara, I was like, oh, is this like a definitive edition? Like the way that they rejiggered the original release of Slain Mm -hmm. into Slain Back from Hell. Uh, but no, yeah. And I then found out that, nope, this is a completely different game. Yeah. You know, your, 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 your dude, Therion, uh, climbs into a mech, hence Mechatherion. And you're like flying through these stages, like you upgrade your mech. Um, you there's a Therion bunch of is a weapons. very uh, good metal yeah. band, by yeah. the way. Like, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of <laughs> that in there. But yeah, yeah, you got your different weapons. You can upgrade them. You got a melee weapon which you use to like rebuild your energy for your main weapon. There's like special attacks and other stuff to find and secrets and like you can switch the direction your character is facing, which is relevant in certain points of level. But yeah, it was great. It was. It was so good all the way through. It might be the best one they've made. Wow, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like all their games. Demo? <laughs> Ooh, I forgot about that demo. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't play that demo. <laughs> uh, it's bad. <laughs> I was kind of. Yeah, you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah this this is that uh that Contra yeah I don't remember what way it's called Operation Contra. yeah Wayforward yeah, yeah. Contra Operation Galuga or whatever. Uh, it's. You know, when they revealed it last year, like it looked bad. And I was like, yeah. well, maybe the final product will be polished up and have a better frame rate. And it doesn't. Uh, it's just like, well, they're getting a paycheck that's for a making shame. a game. And that's the game that they made. And it's that's a bummer, man. Yeah, yeah not I could be touching that one. Um, all right. Real quick, just on Game Pass, yep. played a little bit of a little to the left. Uh, which is a game, you know, a little cozy game about organizing things. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Seems like well suited to like, yeah. like something that you'd want, not really want to sit on a couch and play for hours, but maybe something <laughs> you'd want to play on your phone. No, I don't, there isn't a Android version. It's just about, is you know, the like. the one with the cat hits things? Yeah, the so, cat yeah. can mess okay. things yeah, up yeah, as yeah. well. But yeah, you're just like, you're organizing like post-it notes. You're organizing like your books from like smallest to largest, or there'll be a pattern in them or something like that. Like fixing mm-hmm. picture frames, 
It's gotcha. a cozy game. It's cozy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I played a little bit of that. I played a little bit of Jusant, which is a game about climbing a mountain. Mm. Um, I only played a little bit of that. I might play more of that. Uh, but yeah, it's got the mechanic of like, well, you pull one triggers your left hand, one right, triggers right. your right hand, yeah. Yeah. and you're trying to just scale this mountain. I've heard it goes on a bit too long, but I wanted to check it out because I heard good things about it mm. overall. It seems like it has some kind of some interesting lore to it, though I'm also not reading the notes that I'm finding <laughs> uh, in their entirety. Uh, or at least I wasn't at the moment that I was playing it. Um, but whatever. All right. Now the more interesting things I'm playing. Uh, of all the fucking things, I am playing Helldivers 2. Um, okay. Oh, okay. Everyone's I, uh, talking about this game. Everybody's yeah, talking game. about Helldivers 2. Yeah, that was the thing. I, you know, well, I saw the trailer at some Sony Direct. I'm like, oh, they're making Starship Troopers. Uh, except the game. <laughs> well, that's neat, but I'm not interested in Helldivers. And then it came out and I just started hearing all this positive mm-hmm. buzz. Yeah. And then, you know, someone in my gaming chat was just like, hey, I think I'm going to check out Helldivers 2. Uh, and then, you know, things kind of spun up from there. Uh, and I was like, you know what? You know what? You know what? It's 40 bucks on Steam. I can get it refunded if I'm not having fun with it. Um, but I'm no, having a lot I of fun. I forgot with about it. that. Yeah, two, yeah, pretty much anything under two hours on Steam, you can get a refund. So I can get in there, like play a couple missions, see how it goes and see if I'm going to like it. And yeah, I really like it. That game rules. There's a reason why it's gotten so popular because it's just, you know, it's a mid-priced game. Mm-hmm. It is not uh, riddled with microtransaction-y shit. Um, there isn't, it's not based around PVP at all. It is just you know, you squad up with three other people, four person squads, or you just go down with two people because you're maniacs. Um, and you're just shooting stuff and having a good time. It like reminds me of like playing the horde mode back in the uh, Gears of War two and three days on Xbox Live Arcade. You just go in there and like have fun and like kill a bunch of gruesome monsters and um, accept that, you know, there's a lot more flash to it and it's fun. And there's also like a lot of kind of like Looney Tunes, uh, hilarity to it um just because like friendly fire is on uh and you're you can end up blowing up your teammates like left and right yeah uh okay but but just kind of like in silly ways like well i mean sometimes you just get blown up but sometimes you catch like the edge of an explosion you go flying and like there's just just like a lot of situations have but mostly you know you're fighting against there's like two factions there's one that's you know giant bugs and then there's one that's terminators uh and it's just yeah you drop it sometimes missions are just as simple as like oh defend this you know kill x amount of you know enemy sometimes you're like traipsing around a map going around blowing up bases over here you know finding secrets over here going and doing this thing um and it's just it's just a lot of fun it's just a lot of goddamn fun um especially well the first night we went to play none of us could log on because the servers were all full oh wow Um, oh wow yeah, that was like a big problem, I think, like the first two weeks. Well, it's like, I don't think it, they very, I think the the highest concurrent of Helldivers 1 on Steam was something like 6,000 people. And there's regularly <laughs> over 400,000 playing now. So the, the game was a breakout hit for yeah, the studio. Yeah, um, just I like heard pop- of the first one, but like, <clears throat> I always just assumed it was some like very generic C tier nothing indie shooter i never never well, it was like an o- it was like an overhead perspective it was not oh, even really? like a third person shooter yeah oh, wow. it was like 
yeah, they like changed the perspective on it. And just like, yeah, it was just, yeah. it just, it, it was a thing where like, I think the first weekend they only had like a hundred, only mm-hmm. 150 concurrence. And then like within a week it exploded that much more wow. because the word of mouth got around and literally just everybody's buying it to play it with their friends. Yeah. And that's very cool. That's, it is very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and, and most people were very understanding of the problems of just like, oh, this isn't like with like Diablo four or like Halo where yeah. you're some giant company releasing a giant game and you're not ready for it. Yeah. This, this was a company with like modest expectations for how much attention their game was going to get being completely run over by the fact that they put out like the most popular thing this year, the side of pal world. Um, <laughs> right. Which I still don't know what it is. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's well, it's, <laughs> you know, you know, arc survival evolved. No, it's that. It's that. Oh, A R K A R K. Yeah, that's like the game yes, with like yes, the yes, dinosaur yes. survival. Apparently, yeah, it's basically yeah, just yeah, that, yeah. just reskinned oh, okay. with, with like knockoff Pokemon. Yeah, um, I was gonna say it looked like Digimon slash Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. Which hey, if it's a good what game, what if Pokemon but guns care. is yeah yeah. I mean, I played uh mega 10 games for what if pokemon were demons yeah <laughs> so that's cool um i'm sure i'll talk about this more next month when i'll finish it but i started playing mario rpg mm. uh the I've remake seen you playing that yeah yeah i mean it, it's good as hell uh it's mm-hmm. super good it's just yeah. mario rpg is a good game this is a really good super fun remake with great music and just like colors that explode off the screen and it was just a fun game so like Richard asked for this game for Christmas yeah, and he played it for like a little bit. And he was like, I don't like it. Mm. I hate it. I'm sorry. I don't like RPGs. I'm like, why did you get a game called super Mario RPG? He's like, well, I wanted to try it. Okay. You know, I finally finished this other crap I was playing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start super Mario RPG. I know it's not too long and I know I'm probably going to want to fly through it. I, I think I sat down with it for like one session and just like you know i leveled up everybody's like oh huh, i never leveled up i'm like you never leveled up i think i found uh, the problem you were having bud because he you yeah. can just run past all the enemies in this game of so course. he was running past all the enemies mm. and not leveling up i'm like no 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 buddy okay. you gotta fight some of them so that you level up and you're strong enough to beat them and then like he picked the game back up and after playing it for like 15 minutes he's like oh i got past the hammer brothers like there you go and he, now he's off yeah, now he's off enjoying the game so like we're kind of oh, playing it it's the same ish pace so like yeah oh, and like great. he'll see me playing it i can tell he'll get he gets like antsy he'll be like eh, eh. Yeah. i'm like do, do you want to play it bud you want me to turn over to he's like no 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 you can play because he's being nice he's like no no you're good you're good i'm like buddy just you just gotta say it he's like yeah actually i do want to play mario rpg right now I'm like, okay that's fine. advocate for yourself yeah i just um, think i just think he doesn't want me getting too too far ahead of yeah him. well yeah of course no you gotta stay <laughs> on the same page you know i have never played it i've never played the original i figured as much yeah uh, it's, i so when it was released around the time it was released i i booted it up in emulation for the very first mm-hmm. time and and mm-hmm. yeah i got through enough of it for it to i don't know i got through enough of it for me to be like i can see why people went crazy for this back in the day it's not necessarily hooking me right now in this moment of time but maybe that's you know more me than or maybe i yeah i don't know um seems great seems fine seems lovely 
Mm-hmm. I will the just the the sound effects are crack in a lot of like there's something <laughs> about that soundscape. Like yeah. you say Mario RPG, I literally hear the sound of like crunching, of like stomping an enemy or like mm-hmm. hitting some like very I, I feel like the sound effects are louder than other games. <laughs> and that just drives me playing it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like the music is just it's so goddamn yeah. good. Like and and I'm not getting, you know, like every time I win a battle, like I'm rocking out like to the victory mm-hmm. music. I'm like, hell yeah, the boss music is good every time. Like, you oh, know, yeah, all that music is good every time. It's such a good soundtrack. Um, I assume it, it's I assume there's a reorchestrated soundtrack and you can probably yeah. also select the original too. I don't know if you can select the original. Yeah. I think it would feel off. Um, with just like how shined up the game is, uh, to have the original one in there, but I didn't look, maybe it's in there. Maybe it's not, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I'm only a few hours in, so I'm sure I'll finish that before next pod. Probably next pod. I'll just be talking about that and, uh, final fantasy. Um, (laughs) I don't mean to interrupt your run, but can I dovetail off of you with something that I've been playing just because I think it's similar. So, uh, I picked up all the final fantasy pixel remasters because that the whole pack finally went on sale. It was a great deal. Uh, so I got them all, I got all six and I started playing the first one, uh, which I haven't played since the GBA re-release, which I loved and thought my favorite version. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, it's an excellent oh, I version. I played, um, I played that version a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, and you know, as I, I, this one is, it's so funny because yeah, this one is different. You know, I mean, the GBA really based on the Wonderswan release, which uh, updated the art mostly to like sixteen bit style, whereas this doesn't do that. It still, it, it, it adjusts the graphics. It redrew them, but not in a grotesque, hideous way like those mobile releases from a few years back um and what's funny the reason tim i asked you about the music is that um Mm -hmm. uh sometime last year i picked up um the psp version of uh final fantasy 4 because i was trying to get my daughter Mm -hmm. into it okay together uh and i did not like the reorchestrated music and so i i had to turn on the original soundtrack um and so I, I thought I was going to find myself doing the same with the original oh, no. Final Fantasy, but but yeah, <laughs> no, the orchestrated yeah. the, the orchestrated version is fantastic. Uh, I, yep. I'm glad that the option is there, though. I guess that's mm-hmm. a console exclusive option that only just got folded into the Steam release last year, uh, last week. So. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've been so- listening to those pixel orchestrations oh, since, yeah. like, and yeah, for four and six, of course. But they did a fantastic job on those. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. you know, because sometimes yeah. familiarity for me, even particularly, you know, it's the difference between like, if it's a cover, it's got to be a really good cover. You know, it's got to yeah. either yeah. sort of really go its own way or it's got to be faithful enough that it hits the same, that mm-hmm. it hits the same. I can just end the same. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah. And, and, and it's also funny that you, that the Richard's frustration stemmed from not engaging in battles because I've been turning off, you can disable random encounters in all the pixel mm-hmm. remasters. And I was afraid to do that at first because I'm like, how am I going to sufficiently yeah. level up? And it's so not an issue. <laughs> It's just oh. <laughs> totally not a problem um, because like without random encounters, the main thing that you're doing in Final Fantasy one 
is going into a dungeon, opening all the treasure chests, many of which have monsters inside before you get the treasure. And just Mm. fighting the monsters in the treasure chest is sufficient to level you up to where you need to be. I really don't have to grind at all. It's been such an (laughs) easy, It was a lie. What? Grinding was a lie. Grinding was a lie. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's such an easy breezy, frictionless, literally no grinding, frictionless experience. Uh, and for me, you know, having played this game several times over now, one of the best ways I think for a person like me to revisit it. And uh, but I appreciate that they still have all the options in there. That if you are a purist, or if, if you're experiencing this game for the first time and you want to experience it the way it was originally intended to be played, you can still do that. All those options are still in there. So, um, yeah, the first one out of six, I'm I'm super okay. impressed where, you know, my expectations were mm, tempered, yeah. but but yeah, so far so great. Yeah, I feel like oh, there was yeah. some RPG where I, I was in that situation with like, you can turn where, where they had the battle, like a lot of, I think, old school RPGs have that option now. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, OK, I want to grind now. And I just turn on the random yeah. battles and I do the shit. And uh, then I'm just like, OK, I want to walk around this dungeon and explore it. I'm going to turn them off so I yeah. can just do that it's without great. like jumping into a battle and being like, OK, which way was I walking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm trying. Like, uh, that's so aggravating in games. And, and it still comes up sometimes when it's just like you're trying to figure out like a fucking puzzle or something. And there's, you know, you're jumping into random battles or there's still like enemies spawning in or whatever. It's just like, okay. motherfucker, I'm not don't want. This is not what I want to deal with right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've definitely great. turned off games for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See. So thanks for that diversion, Tim. You go ahead. Yeah, oh, right absolutely. Yeah, no, the last thing that I am going to mention, just because, so I'm actually uh, reviewing this, uh, Mm. uh, an out-of-retirement review for the old uh, SML (laughs) podcast, because, like, I'd heard good things about it, I saw that Joe was offering a code, and then I saw that nobody else took it, and then I whined because I didn't want it on Xbox, and he was able to get a Steam code instead. This game is Bellatro, 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 B-A-L-A-T-R-O. Okay. Um, this game that just you. dropped on, you know, a few things. Uh, it is a like poker based rogue run based okay. game roguelike deal where like, so you start out with like a, you know, a standard deck of 52 cards. Um, I did see the trailer for this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're yeah. playing like poker hands to get a certain score and like each level, like levels come in sets of threes. Uh, and they'll give you a score, which they call the blind because poker terms. Um, so you just have to get like a score above that. And like, you know, um, every hand has like a base score to it. And then like it'll add the, uh, you know, oh, it's a pair of 10. So you get 10 points for each 10 you put in there. Uh, you know, that's it. You know, you just make some poker hands. You you get like a hand of like eight cards, I think, or something like that. And you get a certain amount of discards and a certain amount of hands you can play for each level in order to get past the score and move on. Okay. Um, but then, you know, you get a certain amount of money and you go into a shop and you can buy, uh, you know, there's a few different things you can buy in there. There's jokers, which are, I guess, the biggest part of uh, modifying the, the most visible part of modifying thing and jokers mm-hmm. will do different things where it's like, okay, you get a bonus multiplier for every spade you play, or you get a bonus multiplier for flushes, or you get a bonus multiplier. If you're out of discards, like just tons and tons and tons of different things. Um, 
you know, you'll get uh, you get bonuses for playing even cards. You can have five different jokers. Uh, and then you have like these planet cards, which just like level up, like how much how many points you get for like a straight or a flush or like like one of the hands that you play, basically. Okay. Then you get these like tarot cards, which can modify your deck. And along with modifying your deck, then there's also just like these playing card packs you can just open, which, yeah, they'll have other cards in there, but some cards will have special effects like they'll be foil, which give them more points or a different multiplier or they'll give you more money or, you know, different cards with different effects. So suddenly you start building out your 52 card deck. You can make it bigger. You're, you could be adding more cards to it. Or you could start doing things where like, you know, you start putting builds together, basically, where it's like, yeah. oh, I have these jokers that will really help. You know, I get these bonuses when I play nothing but spades. Uh, I get bonuses when I play a flush. I'm going to start turning all my diamonds into spades. I'm going to start weighing my deck so that it has like 20 spades and start getting rid of one of the other suits. So that way it's more likely that I'm going to get a flush. Interesting. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I had a round, a round that I actually, you know, cleared, like you go through like eight antes, which is, you know, I don't know, whatever. Hmm. A certain amount of things completes a run and then you can choose to keep playing endlessly or the run. Oh, well you can keep playing endlessly until you die or the, run will just end there whatever but um you know i got a build together that just like it feasted on me playing two pair it was like i got a but i had i got a joker early on that was a holographic joker which gives me extra bonuses where it's like every time i would play two pair i would get an extra two time multiplier so i just kept playing two pair two pair two pair two pair two pair and that just keeps making that bonus go up and up and up and up and up and i got another joker that was like you get an extra multiplier every time you play a hand and it goes down if you do a discard. So, okay, I'm just going to try to play whatever crappy hand I can. So this just keeps going up and up and up and up and up. And I'm going to, and I, then I start like messing with my deck. So it's like, oh, I have a disproportionate number of like jacks and aces and like tens and or whatever. So that I have a better chance of making pairs, uh, it, this game fucking rules. I've played so much of it in the, in the last. I'm trying to think. I like downloaded it on my deck on like Thursday. I think I've already put like ten hours into it because I'm just like playing it constantly. Um, this seems like it would make yeah, a great mobile addictive. game. Is there a mobile version? Yes, there is not a mobile version. It oh. seems like it'll be a fantastic mobile game. Yeah, I'd have to recommend that people play it on like. I don't think it's actually on on Switch yet either. Because um, that's what I was like. I will at least put it I on my wish list when it does. Assure that it will, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a fantastic game. And like when you you uh-huh. pick a deck, like the decks have different properties. You're constantly unlocking like it's on Switch. Jokers. There's a product page for it. Oh, there you go. It's, oh, okay. it's on there Switch. It um, yeah, it, it's 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 an it is so so goddamn good. Uh, nice. <laughs> I have been playing the crap out of it. Um, Interesting analogy. Where, that on my wish list now. Just like with pocket card jockey coming out too, mm, just like yeah. mm-hmm. interesting ways to like everybody knows the, the fifty two cards enough that you can use them for other gameplay facets. I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just you're playing poker. You're just like you're playing with the mm-hmm. rules to, and like the presentation, like it almost feels like like one of those like bar like video poker machines. Like there's kind of like mm. this haze to it. Mm. Um, oh, of course. And, <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, super good. Uh, people 
that is probably the most recommendable thing to, to, mm-hmm. to a broad number of people out of everything I've talked about. <clears throat> but yeah, that's it. I, yeah, there, I can, I can see how games. that would get really addictive. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Dave, you play anything else? Um, yeah. So I talked about, you know, Rock, the Rock and Roll Racing, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Um, I'm mm-hmm. mostly playing that Final Fantasy 1 Pixel Remaster on my new Switch Lite, which I bought mm. secondhand for oh, about right. 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, trying because... to make your life easier. How Try... easy did it make your life? Yeah. Well, the situation I mm-hmm. found myself in is that everyone in my house, the Switch is their favorite game machine. Like, you know, we've got a lot of options, but everyone only wants to play the switch my kids both do jan wants to play tetris effect on the switch and because she wants you know she wants to sit on the couch and play it so Mm -hmm. um i figured you know what it's time to get a second one we just have a second unit and surely this will be as easy as owning say two apple devices or two steam devices Uh where you just all of your ownership everything you own it just you know you, you download it to whatever device you need and no it just doesn't work like that uh not at all. What about what if with that tone you were like, yeah, and it is the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that <would> be great. <laughs> That'd be a happy ending to this story. Um, yeah. Y- yeah. So it turns out that it's just not. I was also hoping it would be like this will be the knock around switch. This will be the travel switch because I, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. pay very much for it. It's smaller. It's more portable. There's fewer moving parts with the non detached, you know, undetachable controllers. So, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, it's been. Um, it's it's so limited in terms of just because of the way that we've been playing a single switch for the past six years, which is that we have one account, my account, and I buy right. all the games for everyone to play on our yep. one switch. So everyone has a different profile on that one switch to which their game saves are locked. Violet's got her game saves locked to her profile. Jan's got her Tetris effect scores locked to her profile. Not that she cares, but, uh, and then the games, you know, a a lot of the games are, are a lot of the game saves are locked to my profile, like Mario Odyssey. If the kids want to play Mario Odyssey, well, the, you know, the save where that is beat and they can go to any level that's on dad's profile. Um, so only my profiles saves will cloud save between units. So I can use as a single user, and I understand from a handheld perspective where like, oh, I own this handheld device. This is a personal device for one person. That makes sense. I get that. But as a home console where you mm-hmm. buy one and it's shared with multiple people, yeah, it feels incredibly restrictive that my kids cannot continue their game saves on multiple devices because... When six years ago, mm-hmm. when we bought one unit for the whole family, we set up different profiles and you know that why yeah. wouldn't you? Um, so while that is frustrating, well, you wouldn't think that like if you're in a house with like let's say you're high rolling, you got like four or five switches in the house, um, that you would have to buy five copies of Mario or four copies of Mario Odyssey, one for each person in the house, because right. it's that too. Like, yeah, if oh, I didn't you know, know one, yeah. well, one switch is the primary switch. Yeah. So everybody can play a digital, the digital Mario Odyssey on that switch. Mm-hmm. But if like, you know, if the, if the light one is the, the satellite switch, um, 
Like, like, uh, you know, my situation is our old switch, the one that Richard uses, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the main switch for the house. Cause then he can play anything on it. Anything yeah. that I've, o- that I've purchased, which believe it or not, I have purchased all the games for the switch and he has not. Wow. Um, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. Real weird that like weird. when he was three years old, I wasn't thinking of making him a profile to right? buy games that he would want to play in five years. Right. Um, yeah. gotcha. uh, Though I was, the, you know, I, I was the idiot who didn't think of like, oh, I need, I should put, make him a Switch e, e shop account and buy Pokemon Violet under his name when we got those Pokemon games. I didn't think of that. I was just like, oh yeah, I'll just get both of them because we're both gonna play it. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I do that? Um, but like, so the other Switch, the Switch uh, OLED that I use mm-hmm. when I am out of the house, it has to it has to phone Nintendo yeah. to play digital games. Um. So yeah. like if I'm not I, I connect it to the network at work so that it can just like ping out to Nintendo and be like, oh, can you play Prince of Persia? Yes, you can. Because if it can't connect to the Internet, I can't play the fucking game. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if I switch and if I and the thing is, if I made that switch, the OLED switch, the main switch, then Richard can't play any of the games I bought on it. Yeah. Even though it's at the house, even though it can call call the Nintendo anytime it wants to, yep. he can't play any of them. Yeah. So that one has to be the main one so that he can, <laughs> he can play games. Yeah. Well, here's my question. Do you think Nintendo will fix this with the switch? That's clearly coming. I don't so, know. Like, I the rumor right. I was hearing <laughs> they were talking about on the giant bomb cast like a couple of weeks ago is that it's going to have backwards compatibility. And if it's going to have back compat for like digital and physical, I don't see how they can change that. Yeah. Unless yeah. they just change the rights for how it works. But it seems like right. they fucking should. So that like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. backwards compatibility would be, I mean, is always great for me, especially. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is. Wow, I didn't realize it was that. I knew it was tangled. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. The vast majority of games that we own are digital. Mm-hmm. I, I buy digital games. I have you know huge SD card, half half a terabyte SD card in each Switch, and mm-hmm. I, I just want them all on on the thing. But we do have you know a a, a couple dozen I think carts, and some of my kids' favorite games are carts. And so I was like, well, okay, at the very least. We can, you know, you can take a cart and put it in any switch. And theoretically, yes, you can, unless you've purchased any digital DLC for those carts. Oh, no. Uh Uh-huh. Didn't think of that. (laughs) No. Yeah. So um, my copy of Breath of the Wild, say, you know, I Mm -hmm. I bought the expansion pass for Breath of the Wild. um, Mm -hmm. And uh, if if it is running, then the other switch is completely inoperable. because yeah because nintendo says oh no the other switch is currently playing a digital game so you can't use this switch right now it's not like i had to be i had to be like okay turn off the wi-fi on the switch playing breath of the wild even though it's a cart-based game it's got digital dlc we got to turn off the wi-fi so the nintendo doesn't think that we're playing a digital game and we can use both systems at once it's 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 stupid and it's nuts, but I can enjoy games. I can enjoy the Final Fantasy <laughs> Pixel Remaster, you know. So it's most. It turns out it's mostly for me. <laughs> it turns out yeah. it's mostly just say, a little convenience for me to have yeah. two switches. With the with the switch, well, I mean that was why I got the OLED so that I wouldn't have to share it with that kid all the mm-hmm. time. But yeah. I mean, we're, it's two primary switch users in the house. Lauren prefers to play her shit on the TV, which is fine. Um, but like with with the Steam family sharing, because I share my library with uh, with both of them actually. Okay. Um, we can't play paid games at the same time. 
Mm, like, yeah. like Richard can play Marvel Snap like through Steam, okay, because okay. that's a free to play game. But if he is trying to launch like I don't know something else, like the like the other day I was in here playing Hell Divers, uh, getting a few drops in in the afternoon, yeah. and uh, he was he was trying to launch something. He's like, oh, it says I can't run it. I'm like, oh right, you can't place a paid game from the library while i'm using a you know a paid game from the well, oh while you're using any paid game yes the, exactly okay. now, he was not trying to play hell divers yeah um <laughs> yeah and that makes well, that does make sense yep. as, you know because other it in in households where you know if, if if it's a shared household with with you know adults and one person like i i get it i do not all situations are parent child situations i feel like i'm probably an edge case um so i I don't necessarily blame them it just sure seems like there's gotta be especially with nintendo especially i you know there's a lot of parents out there who definitely got a second switch for their kids to use (laughs) only to find this situation is a headache Mm -hmm. um yeah and then having to navigate how they're gonna make it work you know yeah. Right. Uh, that Pain said, minutes. YouTuber Taki Udon just released a video showing how great the Switch Lite is at running um, GameCube, Wii, and PS2 games. Uh, if you hack Ooh. it and install uh, an Ubuntu-based uh, OS on it. So yeah, I'm thinking about just making it a sweet emulation machine. I'm just, I'm no. just shaking my head. Is that head. the only machine you've no. got for... For, I mean, you've never emulated before, so that'll be. A, I don't. I don't have a portable machine out. that can play those games. Oh my god! The whole point was so that you could play more switches in the house, and you're just going to throw that shit out the window, so that you can. I don't think I have to can, throw it out the window. I think if no. you put the oh, I, I honestly I don't know. I haven't looked into it that uh, much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. It seems like a lot of work. I'm probably not going to do it. That's well. I was just sort of like, if you had said, I don't know a system that is not easy for me to play. I would be like, okay, maybe, but I'm like, GameCube, we like the, Wii's still hooked up. And that also plays GameCube. And <laughs> I could do those things. Yeah, no, it's fine. That D pad's nice on the, the switch light. That D pad is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like really? that D pad. Yeah. You um, just, just gotta, you just gotta bite that bullet and get, get yourself a steam deck. All your worries will vanish. I, yeah. I mean, mm. It could yeah. play Switch games. It could be your other Switch. I know. I know. Um, well, there's. See, I don't there's, recommend doing that. There's it's a gross, lot of. But I mean, not a lot of competition yeah. now. I, I'm. I'm wondering whether, like, what do I want to play on the go? Do I want to play my Steam also library, play. or do I want to play? Because there's like a couple new emulation handhelds. The Retroid Pocket Four at two hundred dollars is really tempting. The 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 Ayn Odin Two is getting amazing reviews. Um, so like if I'm looking to spend like two, three, four hundred dollars on a more powerful handheld, I, I Uh still, I'm just, I'm just not exactly sure what it is I want from that kind of thing. As it is, my $90 pow kitty is like, I just keep pushing that thing. I just installed Uh GTA three on it. It plays GTA three, the PC version Mm. of GTA three. You download (laughs) the files from steam and you copy them over and there's, so like it keeps amazing me. Uh, with with what it is capable of um so so that's fun oh so the only other game that i played i got to spend the afternoon with my nephew which is a rare we never get to spend one-on-one time 
together. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was up from Long mm-hmm. Island. Uh, mom and big sister went to a bridal shower. So it was just me and the boy uh, hanging out all afternoon. They just got a Switch for the first time for Chris, uh-huh. their first video game console in their household Ooh. this Christmas. And he knows his Uncle Dave loves the video games. So we just parked it on the couch and played mm-hmm. all his favorite new video games all afternoon. How old is that kid? He is, he's uh, seven. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same age as my youngest. <laughs> um, and uh, so he introduced me to the Switch version of Mario Party, uh, which is a series yeah. I really haven't played a whole heck of a lot of since we together played it in, you know, high school and college. Is this Super Mario Party or Mario Party Superstars? Are there two <laughs> Switch yes. native releases? There are? Yep. Oh, geez. Yep. I have made no idea. They well, was it old levels or was it levels you? <laughs> um, what? It seemed what? like it was what? a mixture of new levels with old levels folded in. Mm. Gosh, I don't know now. I'm gonna have to ask him. Um, yeah. Either way, it was. I a bet great it was time. superstars. What, yeah. what was what was the theme of the board you played on? Uh, it was kind of um, sort of tropical. I think. Was it was it Yoshi's uh, tropical island? Maybe. Was there two islands? Uh. I don't think there were two islands. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Um, but it, uh, it was such a great time. And I bet when... it was superstars. Okay. Okay. That's my um, guess. I'll look into it. Um, yeah. Thanks. Get yeah. back to me. Uh, but it was, <laughs> but it was so much fun that, and then uh, he got to spend the rest of the weekend playing it with, uh, with his cousins and it's, mm-hmm. it's four of them together, uh, my nephew, his big sister, and then my two kids. So the four of them, you know, spent the rest of the weekend just playing that Mario Party game. Um, and so I let my, my youngest got is like, she loves it. She's super into it. And at first I was thinking like, well, all right, I guess I got to buy this Mario Party game. But now that the, the first three are on Nintendo Switch Online. Yes. And mm-hmm. so yeah. she and I booted up mario party 3 the n64 version and for her that's fine she she doesn't care she can tell that it's older but she kind of doesn't mind which is surprising because she usually minds Mm. but not this time but this does she has been playing it by herself she will grab the switch and boot up a solo game against three computer opponents she does not care she sets the handicap all the way up so that she always wins Oh. And she loves it. And she still gets super frustrated. She's like, what? No, they just took 60 of my coins. I'll just spontaneously hear her shout from the couch, even though she's going to win because she set her handicap way up. Um, so, yeah, my, my kids love Mario Party now. It's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's the nice thing about putting those legacy games on uh, Switch yeah, Online. Yeah, I know. Please. Um, honestly, Mario Party is a series, like, we had fun with it, but it's not a series I have thought about ever since. I never played the GameCube editions, four or five. We only really played the first one. We, yeah. 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 We only shredded our hands playing the first one. I think we played Uh, a little bit of another one. Well, we played a bit of four in, uh, Fredonia-ish. Because I I feel like that was around the time that, like, because was that one of the portal games that could let you emulate? I feel like it yeah. was around that time. Yes. Um. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I was doing that ridiculous scheme to like uh, uh-huh. pirate pirate GameCube right. games. Um. Yeah. yeah we played yeah. like Mario Party four or five, a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've played the the newest one is very popular. Just you know, it's on at parties. I wouldn't yeah. consider it a game that I'd like 
love, but if it's on, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing. It's like the first one is the only one that I got into, I think personally, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. they should do, I don't, I don't know. Obviously I'm pro pack in, but just th- put one on every new Nintendo system. Let it teach <laughs> you how the system works. Whatever, man. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great pack in. Kind of what Nintendo that. land was, but yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. System should have more old game pack-ins just to, have yeah. them there like yeah. jesus come on i mean like that was one of the nice things with wario where it was kind of integrating you know you get five seconds to figure out this old game okay. yeah mm-hmm. yeah cool yeah we should play anything else uh that's it for games if we want to transition to i don't have the only tv show i have is the the daily show because john stewart's uh, oh yeah mondays that's uh it is really nice it is uh he's he's kind of addressed the complaints yeah even in the, the first episode and uh you know it's, i was very i'm glad that but the, the complaints of what him coming back yeah to well it. there's i mean there's a baggage of like the you know uh how the daily show has dealt with stuff. i mean specifically the same sightiness that uh trey parker matt stone were much worse about the yeah. oh. uh doucheraturedness of uh you know, the early 2000s where it's just like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we're in the 2020s. It matters uh, mm-hmm. sort of thing. But um, I'm, I think it was very, very smart that they just had him do Mondays. So it's not like he's taking mm-hmm. over. He's only doing Mondays. He's doing it through the election. Yeah. And it, and it has gotten me <clears> to <throat> watch the show again. Like I'm, I'm watching the other, you know, the rest of the week and all that stuff nowadays. So uh for the most part it's 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 almost annoying that it is reassuring but it is (laughs) i mean he he has that gift of making you feel less insane when you feel like you're the you know the only one with these opinions that are the majority opinions uh, for the most part right now but i'm pro uh movie wise uh i've got two that are kind of similar um I would. I just watched Driveway Dolls. I don't know if you guys know this one. No. So the, so the Coen Brothers, mm-hmm. two of them, the Coen Brothers, have split skis for a little bit. They're coming back together, but uh, this is Ethan. Oh, Coen's. this movie. Yes. Yes. Oh. Got it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drive away. Away. Dolls. Yes. I was. I know. I had to write it down. Yeah. I keep getting confused, but, um. My my thing about that, so it's being billed as, you know, Ethan Cohen's movie while Joel Cohen has been the one doing like uh he did the Macbeth movie. Uh he's he's kind of done the other side, and this one feels like the wackier side. I wish it was billed on instead of from this director with a huge legacy as the first movie from the person who edited Big Lebowski and Oh Brother, Where Out There? Yeah, because yeah. that's more what this movie kind of is. Uh-huh. Like, it did. There's a. I, I, I think it's worth your watch, but also it is, and this is me saying it, it is too wacky. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, and it's. Like, there's a lot of people saying, like, oh, the other Cohen brother was the one that was kind of reining it in. And maybe, but I think it's more so that it is, like, a first movie from the person that 
edited the wackier Coen Brothers movies, all of which I love. Like mm-hmm. Lebowski, uh, like she was assistant on like Hudsucker and I think uh, Barton Fink. And those are all like some of my favorite Coen Brothers stuff. But uh, I wish because she also edited this one. And my hunch is if she wrote this one and someone else edited, it would have found a nicer balance for mm. me personally. Okay. But again, like there's, there's stuff that's very, very funny. It's just, it's very cool that it's a lesbian heist movie from a Coen brother. Yeah. Like, and it is unabashedly lesbian. Uh, it is just having fun being set in 1999 and driving around being silly. It's just like, I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure what the audience is going to think about this. The tone is weird. <laughs> like, structurally, it's weird. But there are very funny things. I, I well, think I'm, it would... Like, it's a stacked a cast, point. too. My goodness. Yeah, it's a stacked cast. I really liked, like, um, uh, like people are praising Margaret Qualley. Qualley mm-hmm. uh, and she's she's fun. She's kind of doing this, like... <laughs> self-aware uh like raising arizona south uh voice thing but i really liked the the other actress who i hadn't seen before i don't have her name in front of me she's uh, like geraldine viswanathan yes uh she's kind of your straight character but she plays it in a very very funny book bookworm nerd lesbian just like suit in a you know like button down suit in Mm. a like bar kind of like character and plays it with this like big eyed wonder that's uh very fun to watch good soundtrack um yeah it's it is not a perfect movie but it's 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 super cool that's out there if it was on cable this would be a great movie to just like flip on yeah this it sounds very fun yes it's very fun uh Similarly, but I liked a little bit more, uh, Lisa Frankenstein. Mm, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first movie from Zelda Williams, mm-hmm. uh, written by Diablo Cody. Um, this one is, and I was going to like sit down and write out a whole thing about camp and be like, I know whatever someone says camp, it can mean like 12,000 different things, mm-hmm. but, uh, super campy uh <laughs> in the sense of like bride of chucky uh death becomes her kind of just uh i mean there's there's a lot of comparisons to the edward scissorhands type of tim burton like suburbia kind mm. of like camp um but i had a lot more fun with this tone and i was i was just having fun seeing what how zelda williams wants to tell a story yeah yeah you know what i mean for me too yeah because i she she had a little interview with letterboxd where she gave her like top four movies and it you know she had a satoshi cone in there Mm -hmm. she had alien she had uh like a couple other like oddball things that she was like very like coy about that were like Mm -hmm. super visual and i'm like huh I really want to see what you do now. And oh, Baron Munch, the original Baron Munchausen, not the mm. one that her dad is in. <laughs> and um, yeah, it, it's, I mean, she is a very, our wavelength kind of nerd, you know, like, and it's been cool to see. I mean, like I followed her like years and years ago, just because she was uh, a cool personality that, you know, from the voice acting side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and it's interesting with Diablo Cody doesn't always work for me. I, you know, like, yeah, I want to like Jennifer's body more. (laughs) And my thing with, (laughs) my thing with, and Jennifer's body is kind of like the same level of camp. If you like Jennifer's body, but, um, both of the lead characters in that one are characters I don't like. And I understand you don't have to have likable characters if they're interesting. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I just had no draw to see where those characters were going to go versus Lisa Frankenstein is more of a soap opera heightened, like dark shadows, uh, bright eyed optimism, uh, goth kid corpse bride kind of things. Yeah. So that's much more fun to watch these like fifties goth teenagers, uh, in a very poppy eighties color scheme, uh, just do their thing. Even, even though like the structure is kind of like wonky and like, it's, it's another movie that's not perfect, mm-hmm. but I had more fun with it. Yeah. Could I bring a 12 year old to see this movie? I think so. I, I think like the, there's, uh, like, mm, <laughs> I don't want to ruin like one joke towards the, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's right on that line. Like it's, it's fun broad. I think it would be like, I think a 12 year old that finds it on their own would be totally fine with it. I think it's like PG 13. Maybe awkward watching it with dad. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Like I was thinking of a couple of I was thinking of one gag towards the end that I'm like, (laughs) yeah. I'm not yeah. going to ruin that on the podcast, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, there, there is a lot that she gets and understands, but that she would not want to watch in front of her father. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I would say that. Why are you going to make everything awkward, Dave? <laughs> I got a tween, man. Oh, yeah. Very worldly tween. No, your, your tween will enjoy it, but maybe not go with her. All right. <laughs> Send her into the theater. Yeah, yeah, just push her in. <laughs> um, no, this is one that I've been considering going to see myself because it, I literally just realized I can just go to see a movie by myself in the middle of the day. If I'm free in the middle yeah, of the right. day, I can just, which I did right after our previous podcast, I went right out and saw Godzilla and it was fucking oh. amazing. Oh, good yeah. Lord. Um, I, you saw the black and white. Oh, I did, I'm jealous yeah, of that. Yeah, and, uh, and mm-hmm. it was great, but it did make mm-hmm. me want to see it in color I, like sure. i can as an artistic choice it was it honestly like like i i get it i get the throwback kind of feeling and and it did almost mm-hmm. sort of feel like i feel like i'm watching like a movie from the 40s you know this this does feel very mm-hmm. it's like it's like i'm watching on the waterfront if you, you know but um but also just uh i don't know i guess in terms of the effects i i like I mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to see some things more clearly. <laughs> oh, sure, <laughs> some some yeah. scenes at night where like sometimes the black sort of takes over. Um, still a beautiful film, and you know, and yeah. still visually very arresting in black and white. Uh, but it did make me. I th- that was my only regret is that sometimes I was like, man, I kind of wish that I was seeing this in color. I, if you've already look seen up, it in uh, color, you will not yeah. be bothered. Um, but, I was gonna uh, say, look up. There's there's a great video from the effects team because one one of the cool things about the movie is, you know, when I saw that title credit that was like directed and visual effects by, and I'm like, yeah. huh. <laughs> and it's obviously they had a the, the budget is so much less than you think it is is so much less, 
And they did such a great job of it's like 15 million, right? It's like, if yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. so resourceful. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. it is insane. <laughs> like you could never, that movie would not be as good with, uh, $150 million. Like that's, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. It's that good because of that. Well, I guess that's, what's weird about what in seeing it in black and white, mm-hmm. it, it is a little bit uncanny. Um, because a lot, well, I guess you could probably argue that maybe the black and white helps hide anything that might be less than perfect about the Mm -hmm. effects at that budget. Um, but so the only thing that is somewhat uncanny about it is like the camera is the shots themselves, because Uh, there are so many times when I'm like, I feel like I'm watching a movie from this period, but then some of the effect shots would be like, Oh no, this is too wide or the camera's sweeping too much. This could never be done back then. So, Mm. so that was a weird anachronism. It was interesting. It wasn't bad, but it Mm -hmm. was just interesting. And, and, no, you're right. I, that was, uh, that reminds, I mean, like there were a million other problems with it, but, uh, one of the things with sky captain, uh, mm. our, our beloved sky captain is yeah when the you know the camera didn't move that much in the 40s so when yeah. you see like what was clearly a drone yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah it does take you out of it no yeah. that's interesting yeah. but you know that minor minor gripes about an astonishingly yeah. beautiful and heartfelt film yeah just incredible mm-hmm. um Hell yeah and your first godzilla movie right my second i saw the matthew broderick i mean come on now we know i was like yeah do you yeah my first legit godzilla do you want to watch the original now i i well because that's the closest analogy yeah yeah i guess it would be i mean maybe i should just for contrast but i'm also interested in seeing shin godzilla Mm -hmm. now because everyone says that yes also i was gonna say yeah so So that'll probably that might be my next stop yeah it's a it's amazing in a very different way um yes like that those are the three those are the three. Yeah, like th- th- this one was, you know, a very traditional Godzilla story. Like Shin Godzilla is very, like almost like a political satire um, mm-hmm. movie. Um, at least I thought it was very funny. Or <laughs> oh, I like yeah. of it. Yeah. No, I, I, that it's the best. It, it's the best like uh, movie that's you didn't expect to be about bureaucracy like everybody makes fun of like star wars for like oh i don't want to watch you know government in action i'm just like well you can if you're clever about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah it's it's weird thinking uh, you know there's you know of course i'm just like oh my god like you can't watch final wars without having watched like a dozen uh you know Right. Showa era films um, <laughs> to, to really grasp it. Like you have to watch a lot of Godzilla to really appreciate that one. But it's just crazy to be mm-hmm. like, you know, the last three were like Final Wars, Shin Godzilla and Minus One. And they're all just like incredible yeah. um, in their no, own ways. Are... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's all my faves there. I mean, like we're all going to grab different ones from mm-hmm. the classic era. But like if you're going for your top tier, top tier, mm-hmm. you know. Throw in like yeah. a destroy all monsters or a megalon, you know, depending on your taste. But yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, of course. When you said it was your first Godzilla movie, I was like, my first thing I was just like, I just want to recommend like fifteen movies right now to watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> a um, lot of them are on. There's there's a lot of Godzilla. Well, I think almost mm-hmm. the entire Millennium series is on YouTube just for free. Oh, wow. Um, 
Yeah, you can not, get a lot of those on yeah. 2B Pluto, yeah, um, the okay. library services. They're they're spread out like a Criterion has the the their set. So like mm. I think Showa which yep. through like the 70s. Yeah, like, all yeah, of those it, are on Criterion. Yeah, it takes you up to the the 85 reboot. Yeah. Um which are that's the 85 uh series. Those are the ones that I like haven't seen. Mm-hmm. that's like the big gap i've seen like all the godzilla movies except for those so i have to like do that at some uh, point but yeah most of the millennium series is like pretty good i think the only one that's not mm-hmm. on youtube is gma of course because it's like oh, the best okay. one um <laughs> <laughs> i haven't gone back though since we watched those oh uh, gma is so good uh but yeah like mega gyrus <laughs> is on there the mecha godzilla and tokyo sos are on there which are both like yeah. really good um mm-hmm. and and continue though that's like a two-parter um yeah Against, just make sure yeah. you're if you're watching the original, you're watching the uh, Japanese version, not the yeah. English version. It's yeah. oh, it's a completely different movie. It's, okay. it's yeah. a complete re-edit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The original original one. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah, yeah. We're watching both. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, compare and contrast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just stellar. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, out, uh, otherwise, we these are mostly for you. Uh, finally sure. <laughs> watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, ah, okay. yeah, yep. wonderful, excellent, awesome. Yes, I, it's, it's better. I asked you last time, is it better than The mm-hmm. Irishman? You were like, yeah, it is, and yes, it definitely yeah. is. Uh, yeah, yeah enjoyed yeah. it way more. Um, just, good, just good. more interested yeah. in the characters. You know, we were talking about it for the next couple of days afterward, mm-hmm. which is great. Uh, and great. finally, finally finally started watching reservation dogs of course that show's hey. great of course it's wonderful we it's instantly so love all good. the characters instantly yes. just love this crew of misfits uh yeah oh. that's a wonderful wonderful show i love willie mac i love brownie <laughs> i think about them all the time <laughs> no it's i mean the it, it's good through the end like the third season is more on the emotional side than the comedy side a little bit towards the end mm. which it is almost too bad just because he's so good at comedy. But <laughs> I think like he's uh the next project he's working on, uh Sterling Harjo's with Ethan Hawke, and it is mm. more the the drama vein, which I wouldn't be interested in, but God, he's he's got all the credit right now for me. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Glad you're digging. Yeah, no, super cool. I mean, between mm-hmm. that, uh, between Reservation Dogs, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, and we just uh, wrapped up HBO's, uh, the latest season of True Detective, uh, which is also a uh, native-centered story. We have been like yeah. kind of binging on native-centered stories. Uh, I only watched the pilot, and I've heard mixed on the season. I will get back to I like Issa Lopez. Mm-hmm. As a human being, <laughs> I liked her. I like Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is the movie that got her pretty much where she is right now. Okay, I wasn't uh, familiar with her work before. It it's it was a like a, more of a festival movie than yeah. anything else, like indie. Like it's it's very good, like magical realism, and it's also uh, I don't want to, I don't know if heavy handed is the, like on the nose in a way that I heard this season of true detective was also, uh, people went back and forth on whether they liked or not, but, uh, we've been going back Jody and forth Foster. About, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, like yeah, yeah, great yeah. performances. I I'd <laughs> say we landed where a lot of people did. Like it started this season starts mm-hmm. out real strong and just Yeah, pilot was good. Just doesn't really stick the landing ultimately. Mm. I I think it, yeah. it it is the landing is perfunctory but not d- doesn't live up to the promise of the earlier episodes in the season. So, I see. Yeah. That's, that's all. But uh yeah. yeah, no, I think still worth watching and and, and cool. you know, great performances and Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's what we have seen. That's what I've seen. We uh, very nice, very nice. Jimmy, Jimmy. watching? No, not really. No, I've right. seen two episodes yeah. of The Bear now, and I need to watch way more. Yeah, but... that, that's next on my queue. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Well, it was. It's not that everybody didn't tell me how great it was, but also being remind like IO is is winning everything right now, and I'm just like, okay, I will watch the show. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah. yeah one of my favorite shows from uh the, the the year that it debuted um and second season's also great and yeah it's a good show god damn it yeah yeah hopefully soon hopefully soon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i All think right. that's about it i think we're yeah look at that's us that's about it right at the two hour mark I was going to say, we don't have to sound like this was short. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we've been Nailed like it. amazingly we still consistent. Did it. We've had a really consistent run of mm-hmm. two hour mm-hmm. shows. I thought we were going to run we over. We talked about but... books. Yeah. yeah. We're so <laughs> literate. We're so erudite. Yeah, I read one book. I've got another in my backpack. Wow. Books. I got a copy yeah. of Patrick Stewart's autobiography that I got to dive into. So maybe uh, I'll have more to report. <laughs> more books to read <laughs> make room in our uh, media diets for for books listeners um yeah all right that's it that's fine yeah that's, it. Yeah. that's a podcast yeah that's a podcast ladies and gents thank you for listening probably catch you around the end of next month that seems to be the thing that we do yeah <laughs> it seems to be a monthly podcast yeah monthly po- well it's it's gonna it's the last sunday the last sunday in march is the 31st uh okay well so that's perfect then. then yeah right yeah i'm not saying shit until i look oh yeah i mean it's perfect for me but i don't give a shit about easter so that's a... oh is the, oh that is easter yeah well yeah <laughs> I do go to my parents that day, but yeah, we'll figure oh, it out. There's no school that week. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, the week following. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll be off. I guess I don't know. Whatever. We'll have to text about it. All right, but that's gonna do it for us tonight. <laughs> Thank you everyone yep. for listening. Catch you later. Bye bye. Bye bye.